sticking with it. I think yeah. it's a signature thing now. I love saying it. I can't not say it. It just doesn't feel right. The energy is just so elevated when we say Ayo. When we say Ayo. Right. I agree. Let us know um, on our Insta. Comment and, and say if you like the Ayos. <laughs> if you feel like it elevates the energy. I mean, we're probably going to keep doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of season two of Sorry Saves the World. Woo-hoo! Today we have Deza, which... I can't even say how much I love this girl. Absolute queen. Simply a badass. Like, love her. Like, there's no other way to put it. She's beyond talented. Y'all have to listen to her music. And she's also just a great person. She's hilarious. Friendly. She's friendly. She's smart. She's incredible. This this conversation was so so much fun. Yeah. And we will jump into it in literally just a second. But first, we wanted to shout out Cued, which is an amazing magazine. It's online and actually print. You can order yeah. some magazines too. And Cued interviews upcoming and underground artists, recommends music, and does music reviews and informs you about upcoming events and music releases and really educates you on the power of music. Yeah. Cued is a proud source of new music discovery, always giving strong recommendations, organizing exclusive performances, and creating playlists of all genres. I love their playlists. Pop, R&B, rap, rock, hip-hop, alternative. I said rap rock, and it felt like I wasn't speaking (laughs) English. Like that, because those are just like, I don't know. I don't know why I really got thrown off there. Rap rock. Rap rock. (laughs) We should start a new genre. Oh my gosh, can we? (laughs) Of rap rock. Even though we literally, neither of us make music in those genres at all. <laughs> my cousin being like, whenever we ask questions, we we'll are like, oh, ask questions on the song and he saves the world. Yeah. Account. My cousin Gianni will always be like, can you guys like write me a rap song? <laughs> I'll try. I'm like, what? Oh, but rap, rock, hip hop, alternative, indie, dance, electronic, and everything in between. Cute is an incredible magazine. We actually. Incredible our band dream kid back in the day had a feature in it and song yes. Says the world is going to be featured as well on on their socials and so definitely go check out cute's instagram yes. account the person who runs it jesus is angel he, you know deep deep love for music amazing man like he is yep. awesome and he really does his work to find some underground artists and upcoming people. So check out their playlist. Yeah, they have some amazing songs by some really talented artists. So Yeah, go check them out. Go follow them at Cute on Insta and all their socials. And buy their freaking magazine. Go to their website. Do yes. all of it. And while you are on your computer or phone or a tablet or whatever you're doing, go follow us on Instagram at Sorry Saves the World. Also, you know... Facebook page, mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, Fish, cat, the whole dog. gang, the whole gang, the whole gang, and TikTok. We love TikTok, fun stuff. You can go check us yeah. out on TikTok. We will be posting lots of fun things on there about music, about random, about random. Fun so I'm pretty sure I posted so, TikTok yeah. about Zendaya. Yes, well, that was exciting. That was so. exciting. <laughs> and if you are listening on Spotify or iTunes right now, or Apple Podcasts or whatever download this episode it really makes such a difference for us and it's just a little click away it really does it really does help us out so if you like this if you like the show then follow us on there and download this episode and also if you want to support us on patreon we are at Sunny saves the world on patreon and without postponing this anymore we'll get into the episode with deza
Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. Today we have a really, 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 really special guest, Deza. Deza is an incredible musician, artist, songwriter, producer. She really does it all. She really does. <laughs> um, based Impressive. in LA, she currently has five gorgeous singles out, most recent of which being Pout, which we love, but we love all of them. Thank you. And she's popping on that songwriting scene. Catch her writing your favorite songs 2021. She's amazing. We're super excited to have you. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys being so here. much for having me on. I'm so excited. We're so we excited. have a little icebreaker question. Oh, beautiful. And we wanted to know what's a song that you love right now that you think is underrated? Oh, I mean, I don't know if it's underrated, but definitely Deal With It by Ash Nico. It's actually written by, mm. co-written by Dagny, who is a, I think she's Norwegian, but like, it's just so freaking Ooh. sick. It's so weird and so <laughs> unexpected, like both in the writing and the production. It's just literally mm. my favorite song right now. Like so good. I don't know that one. I need to <gasps> listen to that one. It's so spicy. It's so spicy. Sometimes people can't think of an underrated one. We just go overrated. Mm. And <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. Just call someone out. You're like, this song <laughs> sucks and I hate it. <laughs> What song really, the hype needs to be taken down. <laughs> the scariest part about that is I'm starting to, like, I'm in the realm now where I have to be careful when I say I don't like songs because somebody, yeah. either somebody knows who wrote it or they're like, it's like their best friend or like they wrote it themselves. And so you have to like, I'm like, that song That's is true. good. Like, did you write that? that? And before you like hate on it, like it's hilarious. You're like, no way. When I said I hated it, I actually meant that I loved it. It meant that it was so you good. Just must, you misheard it. I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> You're like, that wasn't real. I know. I'm currently overthinking a lot of things I've said on this podcast now that we no, no, mentioned no. that. No, no, no. You are probably <laughs> so good. What's funny is most Gosh, people like know. I take it all back. <laughs> I take it all back. Like, sorry, I was Swear just joking. God. Just jokes. I'm literally, it's just, it's all a joke, guys. It's all in good fun. Can you start with giving us like a background summary of yeah. your musical journey? Yeah. I mean, like, how did really? you get here? Yeah. I mean, sh- in short, I grew up in a musical family. I was like super lucky. My parents met in a jazz ensemble. Um, oh, and cute. like, I know, right? <laughs> and um, so, yeah, my, my family of four, me, my sister and my parents used to sing together growing up in my church. And um, like oh. as we grew older, like I became like the choir nerd, did all of that good stuff, really fell mm-hmm. in love with writing when I turned like 16. And then mm-hmm. um, when it was time to go to college, I did a year of obviously I was going to do music. I like knew that that was the path and I was lucky yeah. enough to have parents that were supportive. And so ended up doing a year at Baylor for opera. And then mm-hmm. I did. No way. I know, right? That's I, why you can sing so well. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I know. An incredible voice. Well, thank you. We joke about how my parents and I joke like people say, oh, you know, you have a beautiful voice. I'm like, oh, thank you. It was very expensive because it was never, th- it was not <laughs> this beautiful before this training. So I, I owe it to my teachers for sure. That's but, hilarious. Um, but yeah, like did a year of training at Baylor and then did two more at Belmont in contemporary mm. commercial music. And then oh. spent the last year from September 2019 to June 2020 in a school in Norway, which ended up connecting me to LA. Super strange. It's like that makes no sense when I say it out loud. But You've like been bouncing around. It's been um, doing very, it all. Yeah. So that's that's like the really short rundown of how I ended up here. <laughs> no, but I love that. I love you. are just like, let me just pick and choose from schools. I want this one. It was. I want a little bit of that. Crazy? <laughs> My poor parents, too, because I had to drop out to go to the school in Norway because it was not like collegiate. It was a one year basically trade school where they brought in mentors from the music industry. 
mm-hmm. including people like Emily Warren, which is like how that ended up working out. But like, right. so it's it was legit. It was never like it felt. Someone said it felt like a like a scam, like one of those emails you get where it's right, like, right. Please, I'm a prince <laughs> and I need money or something like that. But, <laughs> so it was very trippy, but. Um, but it ended up working out, which is crazy. Right. But I did go to like so many different places. <laughs> no, but I remember I was asking about this because I had heard of Limpy a couple mm-hmm. times. I like low key want to do it. It sounds really yes. nice. You abs. I didn't even think of that. You absolutely should. I can. I literally cannot advocate. 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 Mm-hmm. I think. But Rough. say whatever you want. That's awkward this is your world. Podcast. We're just living in it. <laughs> oh no! It's out. It's gonna be out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. I literally love limpy so much it's Mm. the best life-changing decision i've ever made they the way that they structure it is so fantastic and it presents you with a really great basket of opportunities to grow Mm -hmm. and um i just am obsessed with so not obviously changed my life definitely not uh not a scam (laughs) definitely not a scam (laughs) that's good to know i mean look i want to travel so bad also like right now all cooped up i know but uh, yeah because i I had heard about it from Jazara and from mm. like a couple people. And so then me and Nick have been talking about it. We're like, um, should we just go? We have a Pinterest board already. I so. support and can help you if you want to talk more about yeah. it. Because it's so good. <laughs> Such a Love great that. school. Such a great school. Well, speaking of Limpy, what are some of like the most important takeaways that you got from the program? Wow. I mean... I think the beautiful thing about Limpy is that they brought in mentors from the industry Mm. and you weren't dealing with professors who have been in the same education system and not in the industry for years. So like we were getting hands on information about people who were literally in sessions last week and they were then they were Mm -hmm. there teaching us. And so I think that was really important to kind of get a better feel of how the industry is working right now. And Mm -hmm. and. I think another big takeaway I got from it was like the collaborative process with a family. Like there's only 48 students in the school and and you guys really bond and create a, a, not a click, but like a really strong support system that you love Mm -hmm. to work with. And I think people underestimate how important it is to have people you just love to write with. Like that is so important. For sure. And it's what makes you love it because like there are so many sessions I'm in these days where I'm just like, that sucks. (laughs) But that was terrible, and I did not like those people at all. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I can look on my calendar and be like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. I have a I have a session with, like, so-and-so mm-hmm. coming up, and I, mm-hmm. I know that's going to go well, or at least, like, feed my soul. Like, yeah. Those things are so important. That's so true. I feel like before – I l- obviously loved songwriting before I started co-writing, but it was when I started co-writing mm-hmm. that I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like, what makes this good is the people. I mean, it was good before, yes, but yeah. if it was always just writing alone, I'd be like – it, I don't think it'd be worth it to me. It's like mm-hmm. that collaborative like aspect that is so incredible. And and so much better when you are f- like community. Yeah. Like yeah. that's so huge. Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt after NYU. Like Rachel, Sasha and I all met at the NYU yeah. program. Yes. And it was only two weeks. But it after those intense. two weeks, I literally <laughs> bawled my eyes out <laughs> leaving. So I can't even imagine a year. And then after that, it was just like every week like writing sessions with the two yeah. of them or like other people from their program right. that like community feeling yeah so. like rachel and Nick just came to my house after knowing me for two weeks and i literally had talked to rachel yeah. maybe twice maybe t- like we weren't we didn't write together when we were there i like knew like me and Nick wrote together wrote together a lot but me and rachel didn't mm-hmm. but then we we're just like honestly it's nyu family just come over stay at my house and then that was <laughs> <I love laughs> yeah that. 
Well, what's rogue is that I, because I was rogue? going to Sasha's and then I was talking to Rachel and then Rachel was like, I want to go to Sasha's. And then Sasha and Rachel was in Massachusetts and she was like, mm. all right, I'm going to come. And Sasha was like, all right, cool. <laughs> After that, just that's a show up. up. So great. I love that. But it is true. Like a songwriting community and, and friends and stuff is great, but the collaborative aspect can also turn on you. It can. <laughs> true, true. It can be real rough, dude. I mean, like, it's just so weird because it really is such a personality game. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys have to mesh and, like, do well. I mean, I, I think there are scenarios in which you can, like, overcome that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and maybe still get something good. But, like, more often than not, if you're not having a good time with this person, like, the song's not going to be yeah, great. Yeah, it's going to show. So, like, yeah, I'm it's like, unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Especially on Zoom, I'm like, sorry, my my Wi-Fi is breaking up. I can't. <laughs> you have to go. You like click out of the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Emergency. <laughs> oh, That's so funny. And then I go take like a break in the bathroom, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's like, fine. Like, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't. I literally had to do that in a session this week. I was like, don't cry. Don't no cry. No way. Don't really? Cry. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, oh, it was God. so bad. You get emotional. And I I feel so bad. I feel like I can't even like talk about it. But like, it was just we were so different. Like it just did not work. Yeah. You know. That can be hard. Yeah. Well, speaking of writing. We've written together a few times, and every time I am so impressed with your lyric writing. I gotta say, Thank I'm always like, wow, okay. another beautiful one. Just knock me out. Really do it. <laughs> it's like, wow, what's going on? So I wanted to ask some weirdly specific questions about that. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, one, what do you think makes like a good lyric? And two, when you're looking at a line, when you're writing something in a session or alone, you're like, this is good, but it could be better. What are some ways that you think about improving it? That's mm. kind of the specific one. So, yeah. Okay. So I think when I'm looking, I'll answer that first. I think when I'm looking at a line and I'm answering the idea of how can I make this better? Mm-hmm. It's like, first I kind of run through the thing of like, is the sentiment what I want? If like, if the sentiment is what I want, can I change a verb to make it better? Can I find mm-hmm. a metaphor for it that is more interesting and confusing and compelling? Right. Or do I need to throw the whole thing Trash out it. and come up with a better idea? I feel like it's hard because it really is a game of intuition. And there have been several times where I'm like, I feel like we can beat that. Yeah. And then I've left it and it's been great. Right. So like, you know, sometimes there is a give and take to it where it's like, trust your intuition, but don't be an ego about it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. go with the flow of like what's working in the room. But but I think when you're when you're fixing a line, a lot of times it just isn't hitting right. And so I think that comes back yeah. to like your first question, which was like, how do you know when a line is good? Or like, can you repeat that part? Yeah. Just what do you think makes a good lyric? Yeah. I think like a lot of times for me, it happens when I hear it in a way that's so poetic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much a poetic writer and like prefer writing mm-hmm. that way. And so if I can write it in a way that I haven't heard it before yeah. or in a way that, that just moves it to a new angle, that kind of stuff, is like lights me on fire i love that kind of stuff yeah. so much yeah i feel like your lyrics do a really good job of that and Thank yeah truly you. wow talented no way <laughs> but yeah i had um a teacher at grammy camp actually um who he works at chris sampson works at usc but um and he mm. said this thing about writing love songs i don't know why we were talking about love songs but he was like there are Sometimes people, new writers will come to me and be like, oh, I can't just write a love song, right? Like, that's boring. Like, that's been said mm-hmm. so many times before. But really, it can be said a million times because everybody has their own experience of that. Like, no one's actual life and yeah. experience of 
relationship or love is going to be the same and so there's an individual song in every circumstance you just have to find like the perspective mm-hmm. you're looking through i feel like yeah mm-hmm. i don't know that's kind of how i try to think about yeah. lyrics i can't always do it though sometimes i'm like this is just cliche no that's such a good <laughs> point i feel like i'm constantly turning the gem like the gem over yeah. like how can i how can i flip this into something else i know i've written this before how can i do it a different yeah. way or a lot of times mm. it's like how can i write this in a way that even or or maybe it's a writing it in a way that's so plain that you're just like wow mm-hmm. i've I feel that like it's something so unheard of I guess like I don't know I just feel like there's such a an art to it like it is an art you know finding the ways that you can say it that hasn't been heard before yeah me and Anique were talking about this yesterday like um kind of talking about if you can write really good songs about something you haven't experienced and I feel like yes Mm. you can we were kind of debating it like you can but writing a really good lyric is kind of like pulling back the layers of like okay there's a most basic way I could describe this mm. situation but then like get more specific and get more specific to like a really like a detail or a feeling of like that's exactly what that felt like and I find that mm-hmm. like often I'm writing about things that have nothing to do with me like in co-writes or I haven't felt it or whatever and so you can do that but it's just it limits the amount of like layers you can peel back because you can only like see it from a certain like distance or a certain extent. That's so interesting. Oh, see, because for me, like I, <coughs> I, I love that. And I, I do love the like peeling back the layer. But I also mm-hmm. love getting t- it's almost like a dollhouse where you can like right. see the scene and you're like, OK, where can I put this chair? Where mm. can I put that? Like like writing a story that's not yours i also think it does require some sense of imagination so you kind of have to be like a like a Mm storyteller in the sense of how can i make this compelling or dramatic you know maybe watching yeah yeah, yeah. see those things and you can turn it into something but like it's it's just such a weird it it is a difference between like peeling back Mm -hmm. the layers and like setting the yeah. house you know what i mean those are two different styles of writing and i feel yeah. like the peel back the layers is the one that usually is that one like, really hits Oof. yeah it's, it's easy you know, <laughs> really hits. yeah it really hits yes for sure but sometimes i mean sometimes when it's about something that's in my real life it's it's easier after i've processed it but in the moment when i'm like mm-hmm. upset about something there's not a good song gonna no good songs gonna come out of that it's just a mess <laughs> That's so true. Well, it's hard when you're in the heat of the emotion because like there's yeah. no distance from it. You can't observe it objectively. So you're just, yeah, that yeah, can be hard. I think perspective always helps. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about a songwriter's toolbox, Ooh. which is essentially just kind Funny of like phrase. tips and tr- Yeah, honestly, <laughs> but it's kind of like tips and tricks that you've picked up on the way from like 16 to now. What are things yeah. that you've taken on like how to you know create a good session or things that you use when you're writing by yourself so what are three things that are in your songwriter's toolbox I love that we talked a lot about that at Limpy too actually and they use I think the mm. same the same phrase of like the toolbox oh, nice. like what no are you using way. I think so yeah but I think and the first thing that came to mind is we had writers skinny days come through as mentors and they taught us the idea of of coloring your sentences underneath so like Mm -hmm. can you hit them with a really um sparkling line and then you can use maybe a less intense mm, a less poetic line right underneath it and it'll still feel the intensity of that last line so it's like can you paint the top so that it drips down over it so that way you you can maybe be a little bit more clear or like you know that helps me a lot because i'm a 
like I've said, I, I like to write in poems. And sometimes that means mm-hmm. I write in riddles that don't mm-hmm. make sense. And so <laughs> the ability to still have that, but then have clarity kind of like hidden underneath that still feels yeah. impactful because of the like the paint on the top is like mm-hmm. was a great visual for me that I use like even in my sessions now. Yeah. And I'm just, I mean, I for them, another one is like, don't just don't let your don't be precious don't let your ego get in the way of things I'm so bad at this and I'm still learning this in every session I'm in. <laughs> but like I think that was one of the great tips I've gotten too is like nothing nothing is great and nothing is terrible you just need to go mm. with it like let it mm-hmm. be what it is and and don't be afraid to move on from it if it's not working has yeah. been hard that's hard because when I was younger that I was like hard. I like this I want to stay with it and but it's like yeah. when you just enter a collaborative scenario if it's not gelling don't hold on to it if you don't like I know it anymore, that is really hard it. to do though it is because so you're like hard. you're like but are they understanding what I mean <laughs> but I'm sure this is a great idea because I came up with it yeah <laughs> like it's so hard to let things go but like the yeah. beauty of this is writing is regenerative and you will come up with new ideas like you will have more Mm -hmm. ideas and you're not gonna run out like I just don't believe that yeah I mean that's the biggest I feel like I feel that all the time if I get stuck or like writer's block I'm like oh that's it last good song I ever wrote that's in the past right (laughs) well now what I peaked I say that all the time and my mom is like you did not peak stop and I'm like no I did I hit it it's over now it's downhill (laughs) and it's so hard to like I think especially in this industry because the goal is always ahead of you I don't maybe that's true in other jobs as well but in this career especially there's no specific goal posts there's no way to say if you work this much you'll get here if you work this much you'll get here you'll get promoted you'll do this there's just right and guess right and like question there's mark? No <laughs> question mark hope that someone put likes it, it. Uh, yeah right it's like put it out don't put it out maybe it'll, you know what i mean like there's such a right. guessing game to all of it that it can be really hard to stay motivated mm-hmm. so i think removing the preciousness about it and just being like everything is good everything is bad like i don't know it's just a way of no, removing yeah. yourself from it that i think has been helpful for me mm-hmm. i know what you mean and i feel like sometimes the easiest way for me to fix the mindset of like I'm never gonna write something good again is I'm like I'm gonna live through things that I haven't even like imagined Mm -hmm. myself living through and since like you're always a writer like you're never that like the the instinct of someone to like oh I want to write a song about this that's not gonna go away so Mm. at the very least even if your brain turns off and you can no longer like come up with new ideas there's gonna be stuff that happens to you that you're gonna instinctively write about yes well and that's probably my other tip is like sometimes I need to not write for a couple days but that doesn't mean I like I'll write poetry instead I'll write something Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to rhyme I'll write stream of consciousness like there are ways to access your creative writing that are not okay this line is this melody this line is this melody yeah like sometimes you Mm -hmm. need a break from that and I think poetry has been a really great way for me to step outside of the the structure of songwriting right and be able to write things and I usually a lot of times they turn into songs because I come back and go wow I love that can Mm -hmm. I take that and put that somewhere Mm -hmm. and so if you ever need a break take it and you're (laughs) you're allowed to take breaks that's hard wow the wisdom I love the poetry thing yeah I mean kind of speaking of that we wanted to ask since you 
recently signed with Emily Warren. Congratulations. Thank a publishing you. deal. So now you write, do you write every day? Like you write a lot, like in yes. sessions, right? So it's very, yeah. Do you, um, how do you approach like saying, staying inspired and what's your philosophy about like bringing ideas to sessions or you just bring an open mind or mm. how do you approach that? I, you know, when it, when it comes to sessions, I feel like the nice thing is it's a collaborative effort. It's a team yeah. effort. But I think in staying inspired, you have to have a list. Like for me, it's a list of every single thing that I pass by that I think is cool. Mm-hmm. It's called concept mm-hmm. ideas. Like, like it. It, regardless of how ridiculous it is. I mean, I think there's the word risk in there. I, you know, just things mm-hmm. that I'm like, Ooh, what if that, what if that could lead me to little sparks? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the attentiveness to your life and your day-to-day life is what keeps you inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, it's diligence. It, you have to be cognizant and aware of that pattern in your life and be able to record it don't don't lose it don't let yeah. those those moments slip you by because it's everywhere and it's waiting for you to find it so it's more mm-hmm. a matter of like being a good looker and like finding those mm-hmm. things and saving them for later too like you don't have to write it that day but I bring those things into sessions all the time yeah and when it comes to different sessions too I think I love to bring ideas to the table I'm a big concept girl a concept ho. Do you know the um, I love it. The I'm a big songwriter ho. meme account. The, <laughs> yes, the I concept do. ho. Yeah, the one with like yeah. my hands in the middle. Yes. Like everyone agreeing I, to bring what is it? The pre-chorus back. The pre. The pre is the bridge. Yes. No, no, no. But it's literally like having a concept. I think can be really helpful in a session. Like not yeah. having any preciousness, preciousness about it. Um, mm. Like I like I said before, I think it's important too. And a lot of times it just helps get the ball rolling because I find mm-hmm. the beginning of sessions to be very uncomfortable. Yeah, I, don't, yes. I often don't. I don't like the beginning. So the quicker I can get us from point A to point B of like we, an idea we all feel good about, mm-hmm. like that's that's always nice for me. Mm-hmm. So there are some concepts where I'll be like, ooh, I know I want to save this right. for maybe this writer or like I know – this person could do this well with me. And so there are some things, but very rarely does that happen because you just never know what's going to lead where. Yeah, that's so true. Like the beginning of, I've been in a couple, not many, but a few. And like, like you just kind of like sit there, like you're not like, I don't know if it's like someone that is a little bit picky about like what they want to write about. And you're like, maybe this, maybe that. There's like, no <laughs> you, you have to be just, really what does it help if it's someone that's like knocking down every idea but true, has no ideas true. you're like come on help me out please that's well and that's why i almost cried in the other session because mm. i was like it's fine i don't even why am i here but like <laughs> when it comes to like starting the session takes confidence and a lot mm-hmm. of times that confidence especially on zoom i feel like it's these harder days when we're doing zoom. a lot of those yeah. sessions like mm-hmm. you need to come in and just be like what if we did this what if we did this what if yeah. we did this and like mm-hmm. being able at least in my my opinion like being able to do that has brought good things and the days that i don't open myself up to being confident and vulnerable mm-hmm. and like letting those things pour out like things are slow and they feel weird yeah. so you know what it's i mean a little nervy <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like hey guys how's your weekend it's so <laughs> the weather like we've been talking for like, half an hour of just tiptoeing on small talk yes. anybody gonna and i hate small talk most songwriters do <laughs> just gonna get into it just right away uh, yes <laughs> i mean yes. sometimes i f- i mean i know that like i know how to write a song but every time i go into a session i think that maybe this is the day i forget 
<laughs> literally i find that to be so consistent across songwriters is like that's the, i think that's the the fear at the beginning mm-hmm. is like i think i forgot how yeah. to write a song i'm not sure i know how to do this and that and it is so painful yeah. i think it's so uncomfortable and it's unfortunate because it's every day it's, every, you know, like every day every i wake day up my life and the world chooses <laughs> violence <laughs> Right. Which is also why I think it's so important to have community because then I can be like, oh, I have a session with right. Sasha and Rachel this week and I'm okay. So like, it's I'll be relaxing. I can, I can see that. Like, I can get through I, this week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, writing with people, you know, is, so, I mean, so I still like every time I still get a little, like my stomach's a little nervous, Yeah. but like mostly it's such a difference when you've written with people before because you're like, the, like we all know that we can all do this. Like if for some reason it like right. goes really, really badly, yeah. no one's going to be like, right. Guys. Like, <laughs> yes. Well, and that's, yeah. that's a hard thing too, is like taking the pressure off the session, like letting yeah. it be bad sometimes. Like they're not all going to be great. I'm still learning that and I'm terrible at it. Like I'm really, really bad mm-hmm. at that. Like every time a session goes poorly, I'm like, man, I, what, what? Yeah. Like I'm very confused and I'm, I don't handle that well, but like, there's a there's gonna be times where that happens it can't yeah it can't be a pluses all it's the time true. it's just easier when it's with people that you're comfortable yes. with because otherwise you're like i'm a terrible <laughs> you're like i can't where am i gonna go from here <laughs> i'm like and now no one's ever gonna want to write with me yeah. again oh. what have i done like what are they telling yeah. people? yes <laughs> i feel that i feel that like no 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 i promise i that's not how i usually am. i'm good oh my I promise. gosh yeah and writing with um new people sometimes I mean, if it's a larger group usually not but if it's like just me and someone else and it's someone who's new like new to me I'll I feel like mm. I'm so f- I like get nervous with the the beginning stages you're like oh you don't know what you're gonna write about and so I just start like like bombarding someone with ideas <laughs> I'm like that. but I do then the and time. then because my brain's like oh my gosh what if they don't like it like what if what if they don't want to do any of this stuff but then maybe they're just like dude like chill out like I was just I'm trying to like absorb everything <laughs> you just said like we're not like <laughs> I love that it's so hard it's so it's hard. So well, and it really depends on, like, what kind of writer you're in yeah. with, too. Because, like, there are some writers, like me, if someone's not externally processing with me, I'm like, why right. am I here? Like, I, I want someone who's in that chaos with me. So I, I think I'm totally with you. I'm just like, I know, just start talking. We did this. <laughs> I'm like, I got a thousand ideas and I could do any one of them. Like, just <laughs> let me know. <laughs> That's so funny. We were kind of touching upon this yesterday, Sasha, because... Was it yesterday? Was yesterday Wednesday? Yeah. Yesterday, Sasha and I had a session oh, yeah. with this girl, Hannah, and we all like muted ourselves to like kind of come up with ideas yeah. and stuff. But Sasha was saying that she's like, if no one like says anything soon enough, I feel like it's not going anywhere <laughs> and then I'll say something. <laughs> but like, I feel like Sasha comes up with the ideas really quickly, but I'm like, I need time to process and think. Ooh, like, my right. brain doesn't work we were as talking fast. About this. Yeah. this is why I feel like I have to check myself sometimes because in my nervousness, I'll be like, we'll just do this and I'm like maybe they're just thinking maybe I just need to like chill for a second oh. and I mean I I'm had learning. um this was the same guy like Chris very wise man said a lot of useful things to me but he was like he was like sometimes <laughs> like some writers might need to like leave the room and go on a walk and like think about stuff and I was like I mean that's never that would probably freak me to f out if someone did that <laughs> but like yeah sure like maybe maybe some people need to do that sometimes people have to take a long time to think or they just need you to play the chords over and over and I was like you know what I'm gonna Mm. absorb this half but like not really like think about it until years later when I need it and now I'm like yeah (laughs) I should probably 
Mm. think about that more that's i'm the same way though because it's really hard for me when people are not like out in the room with me that is really difficult Mm -hmm. and so i i don't think i've learned yet how to deal i haven't either (laughs) so it's i think it's like a process (laughs) no no that's so that's encouraging to me um but like i think it is such a process of learning who mm-hmm. you're with and it, that's why it also helps to make that community because then you can go oh i know this is how this is gonna yeah. go and this is how i need to be like there's more of a role mm-hmm. that you yeah. can take the, the more you know people so mm, that's so interesting i, <laughs> I mean it, it is hard sometimes like if if you're someone who needs more time to think or or just kind of process it differently or if you're someone who's very like speak it out loud right away kind of like no filter type thing mm. it's i kind of feel like it's helpful to say that at the beginning like when we were writing with Hannah yesterday that was the first time we had ever written with her and she was like she was like oh I'm just like I'm need like a few minutes to brainstorm or she was very like good about being like I have this idea but I don't it's not like fleshed out enough to like say it so like give me like I'm gonna mute for like 40 seconds or whatever and I really appreciated that because I was like Mm -hmm. okay like that feels Mm -hmm. very like communicative and like reassuring to be them like so we all know what's going on. It's not just like people are quiet and then you're like, I don't know what's going on, you know? Yes, that's absolutely. I think like it's just like in relationships. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to establish your needs and like know who you are and like say those things because people can't read your mind. So if you're quiet for five minutes in the session, I'm just going to think know. you're pissed <laughs> at me. I don't I'm gonna know. I'm going to think you hate like, me. Like you have to tell me, dude. I'm going like, to think you, I, I literally wrote a song called, does everybody hate me? Like I, I will think you hate me. So like Finger. you have to let think. So you like have yeah. to let me know. So I think you're absolutely right. Like you have to know what type of writer you are and be able to verbalize that to people in the room. If you want them to respect that and like, yeah. So on the podcast, we talk a lot about women in music and how we can support women and songwriters and producers and such. Hell yeah. So what's your experience as a female songwriter working in the industry? And do you notice any like biases or inequalities as far as like sessions when you see like how many women are in the session? Or I think it's really interesting how little women are in the rooms. Like, mm. more frequently than not, I'm in an all-male session, and I'm the only female. And then, unfortunately, I, I become... I oh, for sure. <laughs> well, and then guess what? I become the, like, the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I become the woman of the world in the Token? room. Token? Yeah, maybe. But, like, yeah. they'll be like, can I say this? Like, suddenly, I am the the guru of all right. things politically correct for women. And oh. I have to like, it, it's kind of uncomfortable because then I have to protect myself and be like, can I, can we say that? Can we like, especially if we're doing something <laughs> like sure. sexual or like romantic yeah. and like trying mm-hmm. to suddenly I become the like, go to like, can we say this? I'm like, mm. I don't know. I don't I don't know when if this comes out and it's bad then it's gonna be my fault like yeah and then like well she said that it was okay yeah like that woman said it was fine so no but I think there absolutely is a lack of women in the industry it's fascinating because like yeah you would assume that that's not the case but more often than not it definitely is more men in the room and what's interesting to me is there are very few older women and very many Mm. older men like, yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure what causes that. It might be the, you know, just generation and, like, the way right. that women raise kids. And, you know, you get married or maybe they don't want to do it anymore. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard, hard for yeah. me to say why. But it's fascinating the amount that I do see that 
pattern happening of like Mm -hmm. i'm in a room with an older man and like it's not creepy they're never like creeps but it's just Mm -hmm. there's a life difference there that's really sometimes hard to to gap yeah when you were at limpy was it a lot of women as well or was it kind of mostly men it was like half and half there but most of the men were producers and there okay. were very there was like one female producer and then i dabbled but um but dabbled i was i did not little. consider myself a <laughs> true producer at the time and so so yeah i mean that and that that split has always been very common right where men mm-hmm. usually produce and then the women are artists and writers and mm-hmm. i think we're starting to see more and more women feel comfortable taking the producer role and yeah. taking charge in that which is so exciting Hello. literally love i love i love to produce and i'm not like super brilliant at it yet but i that's love what i do that's not true you should that's see me producing your skill you know? <laughs> well yeah see and that's man and i bet you that's another thing us women do too it's just like it can be you know it's yeah. hard it's hard that's to take yourself seriously what's mm. what's really interesting though is and i've said this uh, I've mentioned this on We've several episodes because I'm yeah. always, always comes to mind. But like when um, Anik and Rachel and I were at NYU or like Grammy camp or like different songwriting programs that I've done, it has been mostly women every single time. And like mm-hmm. m- more than mostly, there was maybe like two dudes two <laughs> like guys. in our like two. group at, at NYU. And I was like, wow. okay, so this is songwriting and it's mostly girls, but then you yeah. get to the professional level of this and that changes. So mm-hmm. like there's plenty of girls who play guitar and like write songs, but then you get to like, this is actually your job and it's all dudes. And even though like yeah. in, in, produ- in production, it's even worse, but like I think, um, Last time I looked up like the She Is Music account, they have the stats and they were like eleven percent of songwriters are women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and that is not. That's like nothing. That's so low. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I think I think another big part of it is like you you have to be a bitch. Like you have to like step up and like be aggressive in a way that I think is like I'm uncomfortable with at times. (laughs) And I consider myself to be like like mm, you know like i'm i'm tough right. but like even <laughs> even i still get like anxious sometimes because mm-hmm. like there's such a hard amount of self like promoting that you have to do yeah. as a songwriter you have to mm-hmm. believe in your shit and send it out to people and yeah. like, do what you want to do and so it's like i think sometimes and maybe that's just like my guess is just me like spitballing but like it, it's hard for for yeah. women to do i think i mean it's like the thing where it was like women will apply for a job if they think they meet like mm. Uh, like 90 or 100 percent of the like absolutely qualifications or something but men will do it at like 60 percent or something women we need to start applying for that job yeah 60 (laughs) percent yeah but it's so true because especially in you're mentioning self-promotion like like if you're a songwriter producer or whatever you have to be like the first person who's got to say that you're good is you you have to be like Mm -hmm. i'm good and then other people will be like oh they say they're good maybe they're good if you're like i'm shit i'm terrible don't look at me people are like gonna be like okay i don't care then i'm not i won't (laughs) absolutely (laughs) you're a songwriter and you're like well if you're like i don't know you're like yes (laughs) you need the brazen confidence and i'm still learning that it's really hard yeah and it's hard to unlearn um the ways in which i try to make people comfortable when i don't Mm. need to and apologizing Mm -hmm. when i don't need to and like i'm still figuring that out and so it's it's i think plays into the reason why that gap between men and women in this industry is so 
Huh. Yeah. It's so weird. Upsetting. It's so weird. I mean, because dudes gas each other up like nothing else. And so I feel for like nothing. for nothing, literally. And so <laughs> I mean, women do that on my, you know, Instagram comments. I know. I, us girls got each other's back. But that's why I'm like, I feel like that's kind of a more recent thing, though, for because mm. we're kind of focusing on that. Like women need to stick together and stuff. And that's kind of like this whole podcast is us like finding women in music that we love and gassing them up. Be like, you're yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to like say it over and over and I let everyone else so know. Much. But, <laughs> but it's just interesting. Cause I feel like that is a little, a little more recent. Like, Oh my God. I've, mm. I mean, not to be mean to men or anything, but I've only a couple times have I been <laughs> in sessions that are just like me and only dudes. And I like really have like deeply disliked all of those sessions. <laughs> it's very intimidating. It's very intimidating. And like I said, you you become be- the voice because they're so scared to say. Things but that is not that suddenly you're like the checkpoint for everything. I feel like I'm not TSA <laughs> for women's rights. Like I don't know, dude. Like please get your foot. I'm literally. scared. <laughs> I'm scared too. I don't know. <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny. You might be working with uh, particularly, I don't know if that's considerate, but mindful men, though, because maybe it's that I've worked with true. younger <laughs> younger guys because they are true. not checking with me. They're not. <laughs> that's like, mine is better. They're literally like, that's it's hilarious. like, no, I'm not even, like, my, your words don't register in my ears. It's not like, oh, can I say oh, this? No. It's like, you're, you're not here. <laughs> literally. So I did somebody speak? Anyway, we're going with my idea. I know. That kind of energy is so weird to me. And also why I had a really hard session the other day, too, because it was just like, it's just such a weird, it can be such a weird vibe. Yeah, I don't know. it can be. The last question we have for you is a song breakdown. On this podcast, <gasps> we do like, we ask for song breakdowns of like, from the inspiration to the writing to the production to how you feel mm. about it now, the whole story. Yeah. And so we want... I love it. We were wondering if you would do that for June. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, because it's so beautiful. Gonna, I know, but it's so beautiful. I might cry. Yeah. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to Rip my cry. heart out. <laughs> oh, girl. I will cry answering this question. So, okay. So while I was in Norway, I fell in love with the literal gem of a Aww. human. Mm. And like, he's Norwegian and we started dating in march and i had loved him for like probably months before (laughs) like i knew i was i was in deep ladies i was in deep and so like (laughs) it was it was horrifying because the world shut down and i found this like incredible man and at the time i was i had a flight booked back to the states in june and i have told myself for years i don't know that i can do long distance i don't know if i ever was Mm -hmm. presented with that if i could do it so i was I was pretty sure we were hurtling towards a certain thing. Right. So like for me, I wrote June as a way of being like, man, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is so unlike yeah. me. I, I'm in this thing that I know is going to end. That's crazy. Like, it was such a weird out of body experience. And we're still together, which is <laughs> hilarious. Because yeah, I, was like, hey, I met his parents and we like did that whole thing. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, sorry, you can't get rid of me. So <laughs> literally the best man I've ever known. But um. It was such a crazy thing because I just really I needed that song more than anything else. Like it was just insane to think that we were hurt. Like I said, hurtling towards this like atomic ending. And so that's kind of where it came from. And the fun thing about that one was like we were in quarantine at the time. And so we would spend 
couple of days at his house and then I'd go back to my place and we'd spend a couple of days at parks. I mean, mm-hmm. we weren't like yeah, living yeah, yeah. together or anything. So it's yeah. like, so I, I would come back to my place where my studio was and I would like, I would mess around and start producing. And I, I started the production on June and like wrote the whole thing in like a couple of days. Like cool. I was, it, it just poured out like really fast. And um, what ended up happening was I sent most of my production to my good friend, Alton mm-hmm. Sato. And um, he ended up tightening up the production and, like, adding some elements. And um, and then the boy that I loved mixed it and mastered oh, it. And we put it stop. out. <laughs> and so, yeah, I know. <laughs> and so it was just, um, it was crazy. And it's so funny to look back on that song now and, like, still be madly in love. And be like, oh, right, it's right. It's fine. But it's, like, <laughs> at the time was just... I was sh- I was sure I was sure it was gonna oh. end. So. It's I mean the song is heartbreaking. I mean like it's a bop and you dance yeah. to it, <laughs> but then you say like, "Where is the life I get so to good. keep you?" Oh, I I'm floor. not in a long in distance tears. relationship, and I and all no. of a sudden I feel like I am. <laughs> that was such a weird, but that's such a weird like, I. I had not dated anybody mm. in my adult life. The last person I dated was when I was 17 and I had mm-hmm. a curfew. So there was no, <laughs> there was no like adult dating yeah. that I did. I didn't even go on dates. I was like, I don't have time for it. I'm working too hard. Busy it's not because I didn't get asked. <laughs> That's not why I didn't go. I feel that. Um, but like thinking through it and like looking towards my future after coming back to the States and being like, wow, like where is the life that's yeah. with you in it? Because my priorities had shifted at that point. Like, it was such a weird feeling as someone who had always been very much, like, career, mm-hmm. career, career. I was looking at my life and going, man, if there was a life where I got to keep you, I would choose Ugh. it. I would take it over anything. And, like, it was such a weird... such a weird. It was such a gross feeling. It was so gross. Because I was like, ew, no. And then I, I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm in it. Like, he's like... I'm so in it. And so, like, yeah, I'm I think that was just like begging for that. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I mean, just a testament to your talent, though, is that we were li- like, Anika and I were listening to it last night when we were wi- writing these questions for this interview. And we both mm. literally <laughs> cried. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the sweet. people can know. Go That's listen so to the song. Wow. It's brilliant. I have not <laughs> been in a relationship and it's still like hurts. both single Girl. being like, did I Girl. leave someone I in Norway? Like suddenly feeling like, <laughs> did I leave my man behind? <laughs> I think I did. It was, yeah, it's horrifying. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> we'll try to steer clear of that. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay. Well, that's all our questions that I have for you today. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed recording it because honestly, it was amazing. That was such a fun day recording that. Oh my gosh. I just spoiled the fact that we do not record the outros and the episodes on the same day. That's fine, guys. It's fine. This is, I'm sorry that the behind the scenes, you know, it's more complicated than you might think. Sorry to lift the veil. Sorry to lift the veil. Everything, everything you once is thought a was true is a lie. <laughs> a lie. But I mean, where we get to reflect on the episode and and think about how we feel about it now that it's been a, a while <laughs> since we recorded. It still slaps. And it still <laughs> slaps. It really does. And I mean, we've like hyped up Deza so much, but I will never stop because Me we love neither. her. 
So go check out. Amazing. Go check her out on Spotify, on Instagram, on TikTok, on everything. Her music is so yeah. good. And I mean, that conversation kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. She's, she's the, coolest. the coolest. And I love her view on Instagram. We'll be back next week. Make Instagram casual. Make again. Instagram casual. Again. Start a movement. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another fire episode interview. See you next week. See you next week. week. Mwah. Mwah. Right now.